Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Bingeworthy, a podcast dedicated to telling you which of the many dozens of streaming shows being thrown at you each week and month are worth your time and attention. Hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo, and today I get to talk to you about an exceptional murder mystery series called Murder at the End of the World. The show is currently airing new episodes each week on Hulu through December 19th. It's created by the OA's Britt Marling and Zell Betmanglage, who direct every episode as well. Uh, they're also known for films like Sound of My Voice and The East. Joining me to discuss the series is one of the stars of the show, Harris Dickinson, who you may know from his other projects like Triangle of Sadness that was huge last year, uh, The King's Man, Where the Crawdads Sing, and much more. His performance in the show is just outstanding, um, and his character's importance in the entirety of the series is massive, obviously. If you've seen the first episode, you already know that. We discussed getting involved with A Murder at the End of the World, working with Britt and Zal and Clive Owen, uh, his upcoming film, The Iron Claw, which is garnering huge awards buzz. Uh, we also talk about superhero roles, uh, The King's Man, his upcoming Steve McQueen film with Saoirse Ronan. Uh, Harris is definitely one of those actors to watch. I think he's going to be around for a long time. Lots of great stuff here. But before we get to my chat with Harris, I've got to tell you that Bingeworthy is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, the Discourse, Deep Focus, and more. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Follow, like, subscribe, drop us a rating on any of those as we greatly appreciate it. Or just head on over to theplaylist.net for film and TV news, interviews, reviews, and more. As a reminder to our listeners, A Murder at the End of the World is currently putting up new episodes each week on Hulu through Tuesday, December 19th. It's genuinely one of my favorites of the year. Even if you think you know where it's going, I really don't think you know it entirely where it's going. That's all I'll say for now. Okay, here's my chat with the wonderfully talented, very kind Harris Dickinson. Harris, wonderful to speak with you today, man. What's up, dude? How are you? I'm doing really well. I loved A Murder at the End of the World. I went through the whole thing real quick. <laughs> one of my favorites all year. You watched it all in one. Oh, uh, well, two days. So, okay, yeah. That's good. That's good, yeah. man. Yeah. So, congrats on another exceptional piece of work and, and performance. It's really, really outstanding. Thank you, sir. That's very kind. So this came at a particularly exciting part of your career. You're coming off a lot of great projects and, and now even greater, you know, with, with your current kind of projects that are coming out. But Triangle of Sadness in particular was just outstanding. What made you kind of want to take on something like this right after that? Was there any like feeling that you, you had a, a, you know, a greater palette to choose from? Or was were you just kind of going to the next project that interested you? I think I... I was really, in, as I've always been, really interested in 
in different characters and exploring new sort of terrains in film and television and be that you know theater film or telly and i feel like this script in particular really spoke to me and it felt like a character i wanted to understand like someone i'd never played before and i love the people involved that's always a big thing for me like who's involved who am i going to be spending time with in that sense and artistically and creatively is it going to be challenging and fulfilling i knew this would be and britain's all I really love the OA and yeah. Emma Corin is obviously incredible. And I think I just wanted to work with all those guys, you know? And so, yeah. And TV has always been slightly daunting. I've done it before, but I've not jumped to do it so quickly because it is always a long commitment and you have to really, you know, you have to put the shift in because it's a long time to be playing a character and you have to make sure that the, the right journey is there. And uh, yeah, it was just a lot of elements that excited me. Yeah, with with Britain's Al, uh, did they pitch you the whole character arc on this, or did they? Did you just kind of know what was in the pilot up front and then dive in later? I got to read all of it. Yeah, I had all the episodes. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, they're really in their own realm creatively. The OA was very unique, and this is unique in and in and of itself. Especially when you get through the whole thing and you kind of wrap your arms around it. I've loved so many things that they've done, but how are they, you know, to work with? I imagine they create a really interesting set. Yeah, they do. They've both got really, somehow they've both got different sensibilities. They collide in this sort of harmonious way somehow. And they, you know, they take turns at directing the episodes. They don't direct both at the same time. Creatively, they're writing and working on them together. Obviously, Brit is in this big part of it. So I think Mm -hmm. there were times where that, was really tough for Brit because it's a massive commitment. But yeah, they somehow just make it really easy and they've got great ideas and they're both very sensitive and very spiritual. And it seems like their writing is is way more meaningful than just like doing a job to them. It's like they're everything, you know? So, yeah. and I think that, I mean, that translates. And I, I suppose that's even more compounded when people are just kind of shoved together in Iceland um, yeah. I'm not sure how much you got to, to be on set in Iceland. You obviously got to be on there a little bit, but was that kind of even more a summer camp vibe with everybody kind of in that area? Well, yeah, we, we, we went, we went to Iceland during COVID. Mm. So um, even more so. <laughs> even more so. Yeah. It was intense, man. Like we, we were sort of in this, in this village that, that only had one hotel and a few shops and we were sort of urged to not go out and we were urged to not go and explore. But of course I did because I, I am not good at being told what to do. So I, I mean, I was on my own and also like, I figured if I can just go for a walk and no one's around, I'll be pretty safe. But like, eventually it was like, there was a few, there was a, a good period where I wasn't filming for a week because I just didn't, that something happened and then there was a delay and then I just was in Iceland on my own and I would just bowl around on my own in this remote village and it was like snowing and it was crazy. It was a real strange place to work. And then, and then, yeah. And then a lot of the interior stuff we did back in New York. So there was a sort of scenery, but such a beautiful setting for it. It's such an, it's also like strangely ominous as well. Like there's those landscapes when you yeah. put them in the context of like a murders, it's like all of a sudden becomes incredibly ominous, you know? Absolutely. 
you also, I mean, you've gotten to work with a lot of great people, but I revere Clive Owen, you know, who's also great in this. Really, everyone is Emma, uh, Britt, Raul, Alice Braga, you know, so many heavy hitters in here. But Clive occupies a special space for me just because I love Children of Men and like Inside Man, stuff like that. So when you're on set with people you revere like that, whether it's Clive or like Sam Rockwell or Angelina Jolie or Saoirse or Ray Fiennes or Woody, you know, all those people, do you try to kind of watch them from afar and study them that way? Or are you quick to kind of pick their brains? Mm. I do both. I take, I, mm-hmm. I, I start from a distance and respectful and try not to get in their way. And then once I feel like I've got a good enough relationship, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be asking. Yeah. You got it, awesome. man. If you admire someone, I feel like you should ask for advice or ask how they work and just to see, because it's also like, I think everyone has such different, all of those people you mentioned have such different techniques and ways of working and codes of conduct that get them through it. And they all helpful, but you've got to find your own, you know, none of, you can't mm-hmm. just be like, Oh, I'm going to do that. It's like whatever works for you. And I think I'm starting to find what works for me and feel good about it. And, but I'm always learning. Yeah. It's great. It's great to work with people you admire. Yeah. I love it. I, I'm also like, heavily heavily anticipating the iron claw because obviously you're out promoting that right now um i grew up watching wrestling i have kind of recently jumped it back in you know with my kids starting to get back into it so i'm enjoying that you're playing yeah. david uh i, I think Rick- it, you're if you're yeah. a wrestling fan you're gonna be into it it's like yeah honors wrestling it, it, it honors family it's a wrestling movie but it's not it's about family it's about brotherhood yeah. and crazy story crazy story a, a truly wild story and and sean a director sean durkin has done such an incredible job at creating this like greek sort of tragedy level of story in something that is wildly complex and also you get to understand wrestling you get to understand the world and i love wrestling too i grew up on it and so i was i was so happy to be a part of that film i, I still am and yeah i really hope people enjoy it man yeah so you grew up with it how was like taking that first bump, you know, with like Zach and Jeremy and all those guys, did, did was that a lot different than you anticipated? Well, let me tell you, it was painful. It was really, <laughs> I, I had a broken toe when I started the film. Ooh. I sort of was hobbling around on, on, in rehearsals, trying to like, trying to push down the pain. And sh- I just shoved it into a wrestling boot. And, and so my days were just me sort of trying not to, be a complaining little wuss and then I'd get home and I'd just have to like ice it and elevate it for the whole evening it was pretty rough but yeah I I loved getting to do that and getting to train we trained with Shabo Guerrero who's a legend so yeah man just just brilliant loved it yeah it's really cool and and I know like you're playing David so Ric Flair I was listening to an interview with him where he called David like the most talented, the one with the most potential, you know, the one that the dad was really grooming to kind of be a superstar and throwing him on all these territories. Did that kind of add to the pressure of, you know, really getting the wrestling part down or were you just trying to get the spirit of him in there? I think, yeah, I think just the spirit of him, just, just, just trying to find access into something that he, that he resembled rather than do like an impression. I mean, I had the most lovely compliment from Kevin Von Erich, the real life Kevin Von Erich. He was at the premiere in Dallas a couple of weeks ago. I saw that. 
me and said I was I was so moved by your performance it felt like I was with my brother again mm. and that that really moved me like more than I thought it would and I think really the only opinion I care about is his and it's always been that way it's like did I do it justice did we did did we do it justice you know did we tell your story in a way that you feel comfortable with and and he did and he's hearing that from him was like yeah that meant that meant the world but also the wrestling thing is like you find your you find your wrestling rhythm in the ring and I'm lucky enough that I've done some martial arts and stuff so I just I just I just had good we had good trainers man we had good wrestlers to work with local wrestlers in New Orleans and that's it you know you put the work in and they help you make you look good and then Bob's your uncle <laughs> yeah absolutely your your co-star Jeremy Allen White who I've interviewed before too he kind of made the rounds with a quote he was talking about superhero acting roles and how he's kind of more or less sick of that being the sign of if your career is successful and doesn't necessarily really interest him you've kind of dipped into some bigger franchises when it comes to like Maleficent and the King's Man uh what are your thoughts on on like the superhero roles of it all does that stuff interest you or are you kind of like looking for more you know, charactery challenge stuff. It interests me, but I think it interests me from my like inner child perspective because I, I love the idea of like dressing up as like a villain in that universe and and Ooh. flying about. But also, I know that I don't know if it would particularly fulfill me creatively because I hear that it's it's a different thing and it's a different beast. And the yeah. more I'm working on projects that mean a lot to me in the more sort of auto driven space it feels like that's where i want to be but saying that you know we've got amazing directors doing superhero films nowadays so it's true we've got yeah. people like he's out doing the eternals and whether that did well or not she's still a great director so yeah man we'll see Awesome. Even with that, like you're working with Steve McQueen next, or you have worked with Steve, yeah, Steve McQueen now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Blitz, you know, about the, the British Capitol bombing in World War II. How was that experience? Uh, I know you're re reuniting with Sersha on that one. Yeah. What can you tease about that? That's, I think that's going to be a really sort of epic film. You know, Steve's, I think Steve's done an incredible job. He's obviously an amazing director that that he's pushing the envelope in film and has been for years, but he, um, I think he's created something really important that marks a, a, an incredibly tumultuous time in our history, but also has, has encapsulated like the real human element of it. Try to stay close to the like human story in the middle of it, you know, um, it's all, it's all in London and there's some amazing set pieces and a, a brilliant cast, you know, um Kathy Burke and Stephen Graham and obviously Sasha and Hayley Squires and yeah awesome that's amazing uh before we go I'm gonna do one just for me I love the King's Man I was re-watching it the other day that Rasputin fight scene is just phenomenal like every time I'll just watch that alone how was that shooting that scene was it a real challenge or was it kind of like this is hard work uh or was it as fun you know as it is to watch well, you know, I've got to give credit to the stunt doubles, man. You know, yeah. Troy, who was my double, was just, he was always ready to jump in and when it got too difficult for me. But I, I did a lot of that myself, but um, it, it, was, it was tough. But I do love it because it's like dancing 
and it's like fighting and it's you know it's acting and i love all of those things separately so you get to do it together and you get to do it with someone like Reese fans who's just a legend amazing and then they also brought in these incredible georgian dancers uh who who did a lot of that like spinning stuff on the table and um obviously that that wasn't reese and he openly talks about the fact that wasn't him because there's such amazing moves and it's like almost defying gravity the way they move so um yeah matthew's got a mad mind and and he does uh, him and um yeah that film is interesting yeah yeah i, I really enjoyed it they uh are giving me the rope here so i will just say for our listeners a murder at the end of the world's first few episodes are available to stream on Hulu with new episodes premiering every Tuesday through December 19th. It's outstanding. Harris is excellent throughout. Harris, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Cheers. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers.